Sometimes I feel I got to get away. I got to get away. All right, I'm going to call you back. Because then you take another layer of that. And now you have people that listen to your show that go across the finish line. You give them a hug. You give them a buckle. And then they cry and they look at you and they say, I, this wouldn't happen if it weren't for you. You know? Yeah. And you're just like, how could I have even played a big role in this when I don't, I don't know who you are? You know? You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey guys, David Terrio here from the Run the Riot podcast, and today we've got Scott Coomer from the 10 Junk Miles podcast. So it's a little bit different kind of podcast today because it's two podcast hosts interviewing each other, <laughs> kind of going back and forth. Um, Scott, who is a very seasoned podcast guy, he's been doing this for a while, has a bunch of episodes, a lot of huge listenership for the 10 Junk Miles. Uh, and his podcast is is pretty cool. It's just kind of laid back and people talking and it's, it's made, you'll hear him say, just so that, you know, you're just taking people on a run with you. And uh, super interesting. The guy is really interesting. He's got a heart for runners, for people, and I just appreciate that. Um, and uh, it, it, we recorded it uh, a little over a week from when you're going to hear it. And so we're talking about some of the things with the virus and how it's affected some races and everything else. And and so some of that information will be, you know, outdated by, by about a week. We're hearing new information every day. So who knows how much it'll change by then. But, but you'll be able to hear his heart, you know, concerning uh, the people and the businesses um, in our running industry. And so I just really enjoyed it. I appreciate him coming on and offering to help a guy with a newer podcast. And uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I think you will. And so uh, let me know what you think when it's over. And here we go. Scott Coomer. All right, it's recording now. Good, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. You ask uh, w- when did this get started? I, I don't. Man, I, I just, um, you know, I, I listen to podcasts and I enjoy it. And there's, there's always like some kind of some, I don't know, questions I'd like to to ask too. And um, I, here, here's a, uh, here's something. Uh, hopefully, this, you're, uh, this doesn't make you nervous. But I have a background in, in ministry, and I, you know, talk to people. I like encouraging people. And, uh, and, uh, you know, spoken in front of a lot of people and everything and, you know, just just I don't know, just kind of something I, I wanted to do, felt led to do and uh, been enjoying it. You know, I, li- I like people I like talking to people, uh, like getting to well, know people. So it's good. You know, and I get to well, share it. So what podcast did you listen to, like before you became a podcaster? Uh, really just a lot. Of, I mean, I listen to, to all kind of stuff from some, some political stuff. We won't get on political stuff, but, um, man, uh, you know, when you, I look at my, my mind right now, it's so eclectic, but, uh, as far as, as far as running goes, uh, I've listened to some of, you know, some of your podcasts when, you know, when like somebody interested in most of the time it's when somebody interesting pops up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I listen to some like even, you know, Tim Ferriss, uh, Dave Asprey a little bit, just, uh, and, uh, Rob Steger's podcast, uh, training for ultra, uh, trail runner nation, just, you know, random, 
a, a lot of running podcasts, but um, just all kind of stuff. And so, yeah, figured I'd, uh, you know, it'd be cool to kind of talk to different people myself. <laughs> so then did you do it? Were you thinking about, I want it? I want to talk to those people and interview them or was it, I want to, to bring a product to the, to, to the listeners or what, what was your main motive for wanting to do a show? It's, it's a little bit of both, man. Um, a little bit of both. Cause I, cause you know, I felt like, um, I felt like I have, you know, a little bit, just a little bit to bring, you know, I've done, I've done some, some, some races and stuff and, and I'm always helping, trying to help people, you know, trying to, uh, you know, get messages all the time, trying to encourage people, trying to give, equip them the, to do and, and get them to believe that they can do more than they think they can do. You know what I'm saying? There's oh, so many sure. people that, that have a limiting belief and they think, you know, um, you know, I could never do that. And, and man, we, we got so much potential in all of us. And, and so anyway, it, it par- partially that. And then the other part is just, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, I would have, I, I think would be cool to be interviewed, uh, you know, and, um, you know, so I just decided to start it. I, I'm an IT guy. So, uh, it's not a stretch, you know, it wasn't hard for me to, uh, you know, to put it all together and, you know, start doing it. Just had to do a little, little homework and see how to do it. So. All right. So then I got to yeah. know what equipment you're using. If you're not, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I have these machines here. I don't even know how they work at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's basic, man. I, I started my first ones. I, I, uh, I got the, the, I don't know, the blue dome USB microphone, just the one. And, um, so I've done, I've done a few, like with that one, I've done a few where you just kind of put the microphone in the middle and you start talking, you know, you get a a group of people and start talking and, you know, got to get everybody to lean forward. So it's kind of awkward a little bit at first until everybody gets used to it. Um, but, um, but for Christmas, I got just a small little mixer with two microphones, um, a little, two little Sennheisers um, that I can either do USB or plug them in XLR to the mixer. So I can like right now, I'm just using one of them uh, plugged into my laptop. So nothing, nothing spectacular, man. You, you probably, I probably like to see your setup. What you got? So this is you and a laptop and a microphone. That's it. Yes, right now. Yeah, wow. that's it. Yep. Yeah. So we do. <laughs> Let's see if I can. I'll just I'll just take you on the tour if I can. Yeah, so I you, use here's my I Apple earbuds too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. H6, that's awesome. And that okay. thing, you can you can put six mics in, and you can put um you can hook your phone into it too. So, uh, so like so if I you, take these see these these cords here. Yeah. That's on a mixer, into my phone right now. So the big, oh. the, the phone goes to the mixer. And then the mixer goes to the Zoom. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but you could just do it like I've done it in my car with just the mixer and the Zoom. And then in the studio, then we have like we have like seats where we have like six people sitting in here too. So um, you, I've had you, up to six people at a time. And, and you've got uh, you got microphones for all of them. Yeah. Which and microphones they, are you using? Just okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Now I, can't, now I can't turn off this camera. Um, anyway, so that, that's, you know, we, and, and we started with a guy who was like a DJ. So he had like a lot of experience with mixers and, and he would like really, really produce the sound and put all these songs in the background. And like, it would take like weeks and weeks to get the show off. And, uh, then when he left, we got another guy who was kind of like a, he was a super tech guy too, but he was more straight laced Yeah. And between those two guys. And then me watching, like, if you put this plug in here, this happens. So now they all left, and now I'm on my own. So I do all the production, all the engineering, all the you know I don't really edit anything, but yeah. um, and it's just quick and easy, bang, you know. What 
that's something cool about it, man. Because uh, and by the way, I, I appreciate what you're doing right now with the um, you know, you're just doing the um, just interviewing different people that that are listeners and stuff, and that, that's cool, man. Um, but I like that you know, you just kind of like call them up, and then afterwards, you know, you kind of hear you turning the stuff off. I, I, I don't know. I, like, I was laughing. I was like, I like it. It's cool. It's awesome. Those are some of the funniest moments on the show. Like when you're, <laughs> when you're calling somebody that's not working or when, uh, you know, like the line, there's like one where it, there's like a noise that the Skype makes. It's like, bum, 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 bum. And then I started singing tainted love. <laughs> sometimes and and i just that was back in the days i used to give the raw file to the engineer and then he would he would make it and he would always put that stuff in just because he thought it was so funny you know yeah but it yeah. just makes it authentic so yeah these meet the so there's a what happened is our our podcast fans created their own facebook group really um, so i have nothing to do with that group and it's called the TJM Nation. And okay. it's the craziest, stupidest place you ever want to go. It's like chicken memes and memes. It's just, it's completely crazy. Like <laughs> there will be like 200 posts in a day and it's hard to keep up with them. And um, I came up with this idea when the, when the quarantine that, you know, I want to, I mean, I, I think, what can I do? You know, like what? How can I help people? How can I help the community? What what more can I do? And one of the things I thought of was all these people are like, and, and I mean, and we're going to be all over the place. But so we put on races, too. And, yeah, yeah. And the, the beauty of our race, and we never thought about this before we put it on, was that not only did some of the um, celebrity type people that were on the show come to the race, but all the fans came. And when the fans saw the guests, they were like, oh, my God, you're so-and-so from the episode, you know, and you're so-and-so. And then so there was like this sense of like community and, you know, somewhat like I use John Sharp as an example, who's not like a famous, you know, ultra runner, but he's yeah. people know him. And yeah. uh, he's like, I never felt like such a celebrity in my life. You know, everybody was walking around saying, or Dusty Olsen, you know, like, you're Dusty Olsen. Can I take my picture with you? So all of that created this kind of like family of people that they all know each other and they're, you know, they're like so involved in each other's lives. So I thought, why don't I just, and I'm, I'm very bad at doing short interviews. So why don't I yeah. just do like 20 minute interview of these folks every morning while, as long as we're in this stupid quarantine thing. Yeah. And, I'm yeah. Just gonna, and then they'll get to know each other, just like basic information, you know, like tell me just your, your short, short running history, in like one minute. And, you know, like what, yeah. something about you that nobody would ever believe and just like kind of look some facts. And now they all kind of know a little bit more about each other and it's making them feel a lot more connected, you know? And I think that's the, yeah. to me, you know, like, to me, the running and the podcast is not as much about, you know, running and running fast and accomplishments anymore as much as, you know, bringing people together yeah. uh, so that they can, like you know, it. they, and it's like a family almost. And, and it's really cool. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. So and, and I kind of know the story a little bit, but like what it was kind of on a run, right, that you, you decided you were going to start your podcast. Like, so that's. Well, yeah. yeah. So, tell, so give, give me, yeah. The, give me the short on that, man. So it's like 2014, 15. Like, it was a while. It's been almost five years, I think, more than five years. And okay. I was on a run with a guy. So there's a now one of the podcasts that I used to listen to was uh, Adam Carolla show. And Adam Carolla had a yeah. weather girl named Allison Rosen. And Allison Rosen uh, also had her own show that she did, which is called Allison Rosen is your new best friend. So there's this podcast of these people that are 
not A level, B level, C level, D level. They're probably like P level celebrities. (laughs) And they just get together once a week and talk about their life. And I got into this show. I don't know why. And one day my wife looked at me in the car and she said, why the heck do we listen to this? You know, like, what? <laughs> like, and I said, I don't know. It just kind of feels like they're my friends. So that kind of, that was like a, that was like a, a peg, you know? Yeah. And then, light bulb, so, yeah. Yeah. And then later on, because I founded the ultra running group in Chicago, the okay. Flatlander ultra runners, and we do group runs and I would post pictures from group runs and, you know, things like that. And, and I would have people from all over the world who are friends of mine say, Oh, must be nice to have 40 friends to go run with on Saturday afternoon. I want to go run. I'm almost by myself. So I, um, one day I was just thinking, you know, like the great thing about going on a long run with a group, you go on a long run with like six or seven people and you'll Mm -hmm. cover everything from like favorite cereal when you were a kid to the girl that broke your heart (laughs) to a fight about politics and, you know, like a random stuff. And I thought, what if I could come up with a way to like put that in a bottle so that yeah. people could take that with them when they don't have anyone to run with, and then they'd have running friends. Yeah. And, and I'm so I'm telling this story to a buddy of mine, Corey. While we're like running on the Chicago Lakefront, it was it was legit minus ten degrees when we were running. It was like one of those days, no one else yeah. was running. We went for a run. I told him side the end. He just says, "That's perfect. We should do that. Let's just do it." You know. Yeah. And uh, without knowing anything about anything, we sat in my basement. We hit play, and then. I thought maybe like a hundred people might listen to it or maybe the people in my local running group or I don't know. But yeah. uh, then the next thing you know, it's like thousands and thousands of people and, and people are coming up to us that they listen to it, getting emails that, you know, people have, you know, I, I talk about on the show a lot, you know, like, there was a moment I got an email from a guy that had lost 200 pounds. And he said, I don't know how I found your podcast, but I found your podcast. I started walking and then started walking to it. And then I started to jog a little bit. And then I would run like a quarter mile or half mile and a mile. And it tells this whole long story. He goes, now I've lost 200 pounds and I ran my first 50 K and I just want you to know it's all because of you. And I like sat at my desk and I like cried a little bit. And I thought, yeah, my God, we got to keep doing this, you know? And, And now I get that kind of an email Maybe, you know, every other week, a couple times a wow. month, to ran my first 100, ran my first 50K, ran my first marathon, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And all it is is just me and my stupid friends in the basement <laughs> having a little too much drink, you know, and oversharing about their lives. And I was like, well, this is perfect, you know. And so that's kind of like where the show came from. It's just yeah. – it, and, and I don't know why people like it. I, you know, it's, it's, it's baffling to me, but no background, no expertise – yeah, um, just, well, we just, just hammered. Do. <laughs> That's awesome. That well, you you know what's you know what's cool, and and I guess it sounds like you know the podcast is a, is a picture of it because uh, and I'm from South Louisiana. I live in Oklahoma now, and uh, but you know we used to laugh at our running group in in South Louisiana because. We'd run together and just have a blast. I love those folks. We had a it's called the Mud and Guts group, and um, but like we were across the spectrum politically, you know, religiously, just every, you know, from all walks of life, but just, just love being around each other, love, you know, enjoyed running and talked about everything on a run, you know, and that, that's, that's a beautiful thing about, about our sport too, you know, it's pretty awesome. Oh, sure. Well, and, you know, like we have our fights and we have our disagreements and, yeah, you yeah. Know, and it's strange that we've never gotten a really, really aggressive complaint. 
because we will make jokes about everything. I mean, we have a Deadpool that we keep, which is, you know, a little weird. It's, you know, it's like there's like maybe 200 people in it. It's a celebrity Deadpool. You get to pick oh, really? people and get points when they die. We talk about that a lot. I mean, but and, and there's just nothing that we haven't joked about. And, you know, we've gotten really, really close to, you know, extreme offensive. And it doesn't matter. You know, just people love it. I don't know. And maybe it's, maybe it's like South Park where we're kind of equal opportunity and they realize it's not serious. You just defend everybody. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. So then at one point, I, um, you know, I, I like I like podcasts, too. I listen to a lot of running podcasts. I listen to basically every uh, Ultra Runner podcast, every Trail Runner Nation, you know, like all those shows when I was yeah. a new Ultra Runner. And uh and I thought, you know, there's some people that I'd like to interview someday or some people that I'd like to know more about that nobody interviews because they're not famous or, you know, super fast or, or anything like that. They're just yeah. interesting people. People that you yeah. see all the time at races and wonder, who is that person? Why are they always at a race, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's when I started to do the long form interviews. And basically just kind of like threw out all the rules about doing long form interviews. I don't like the at all. I don't, you know, it lasts. Yeah. Sometimes. And then I had one Camille, we did five and a half hours of just, you know, and just, whatever. I mean, it's going to last as long as it lasts. We're going to talk about whatever we talk about. And, uh, that, yeah. that's a lot of fun. So I think, but they're not always like, if you go through, like I looked at your list, you interviewed some awesome people, like some people that I wanted to interview and have never oh. really gotten a chance to. Yeah. Uh, like Sally, she I would love I love her. I would love her. She's she's awesome, man. She's so positive and such a cool person, man. Yeah. I, I, Shining bright light, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was smiling so much talking with her, you know, just like, yeah, that's you know, I'm going to run after we get off, you know. Like, Did you guys talk about religion at all? Did that come up? Uh no no we didn't. We didn't I think, just I think she's a little religious. I think she is. Yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah, I think she's a Christian and um but I mean, yeah, yeah, she's got she's I just she she's a she's an awesome person i was uh and you know i just i just reached out to her i mean i think i think she was like number four i still didn't know what i was doing i just sent her a message like hey um got a podcast you want to talk <laughs> <laughs> and so uh since so she yes yeah, we we set yes, it sir. up and she did it so yeah billy richards uh marshall ulrich i mean you got some you got some good so but then a lot of the people like if you go through my list you go like, who the hell is this and anybody <laughs> want to listen to four hours of Scott talking to, you know, Edward Sandor. I don't even know who that, you know, but I like to yeah. And, and I and, and I have a few, you know, I have some, you know, others, too. And, and there's some others that like that I um like I ran. We ran this weekend. We had, um of course, like everybody, we've got a bunch of stuff that was canceled. And um and so uh, they fired up a local race. Um, it's it's the um, they call it the T-Town Ultra, where it's 25 mile loops in, in Tulsa. Um, and you can do the 50 or the hundred and, um, they, they pulled the permit, but we were able to do it virtual and, you know, stay away from everybody and all that. And so, um, there's a few of us showed up and did it, kept our, our social distancing, you know, we're, we're not, we weren't called, uh, we're not stuck in our homes. Exactly. We just got to stay away from everybody else, you know? So you we, are like you know, two weeks behind us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we just, we just went out and, uh, there were a group of us, but there are some guys from around here and I'm like, I, I need to put them on the podcast. Um, a Kansas guy, William Sprouse and, uh, Renee Villaboss that they're, they're at every all races all the time and they've run, you know, so many hundreds and they've got cool, you know, you're talking to them on the trail and you're like, wow, you got like this story, you know, it's like, golly. So anyway, yeah, there's a lot of interesting people that, you know, same. So I need, I need to, I need to do some, some more of those too. Yeah. I think they all have a story. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's really interesting. Like I've had some where I didn't know that it was going to be as good as it was. And once I dug in, I was like, my God, this is really, you know, you get people to open up about stuff or talk about a, you know, an issue you hit like a vein and boy, it's, you know, most ultra runners, they have a story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what well, tell, tell me what, what got you started in, in ultra running? Did you, did you, were you an athlete growing up or, or what, what's your story from running long, man? Um, well, I was not an athlete growing up. I was a okay. drug addict and an alcoholic. And okay. uh, I didn't really get into much sports until um, I was a lawyer. And uh, my, I must, it was probably my last year of law school, I was interning at this law firm. And one of the other lawyers I worked with was a 244 marathoner. And um, the, the other guys in the office ran a little bit. And they came up with this funny thing that we were all going to train for and run a half marathon together as a law firm. There was like six of us. And uh, we, we went to Vegas on a regular basis as a law firm, too, which I guess might have been kind of weird, but whatever. And yeah. um, so we would go. We were going to go to Vegas. And we were going to run this half marathon. And um, my boss was, you know, he was, he was an interesting guy. He's kind of an old school corporate lawyer type bully, you know, big business guy. Probably didn't want to run the half marathon anyway. And uh, this is the old Las Vegas marathon, which um, they would take you in a, in a bus, in a school bus from the MGM and bus you 13 or 26 miles out into the desert to, to Gene, Nevada, which is almost to California. And you ran on a crappy, dirty, dusty <laughs> frontage road next to the highway. You never got anywhere near the strip. And wow. uh, people of Las Vegas did not know that there was a marathon. And then they would have like a DJ, really crappy post i mean i say crappy in retrospect i mean at the time we thought it was awesome post yeah, yeah. party at the tropicana with like dancing and it was just it was it's a it was a weird race yeah I mean, yeah net, net downhill and kind of fun anyway that's a side note the um the firm was going to do this race and then the night before the race the boss had too much to drink and we we're all playing craps and he said hey scotty i have an idea let's blow off the race and let's um, play tennis in the morning. We'll sleep in and play tennis. And I said, wow, come on. I mean, I trained for the half marathon. You know, I, I, you know Brian, the, the fast guy, he's counting on it. You know, I said, no, 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 Scott, come on. Let's just, let's just, let's just sleep, you know. But on the, in the background of all this, they had bet me $100. They said I'd get $100 if I finished the half marathon. So that, that's kind yeah. of like a carrot for me as well. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, listen, here's what we'll do. I'll give you $300. <laughs> to not run the half marathon. And so, wow. And so I'm like resisting because I can just see the other guy is going to be pissed. And, and, yeah. and the boss, he's just like, Scotty, I really, I'm starting to question my judgment in hiring you because you could either get up at 4 a.m. and take a bus to the middle of the desert and run 13 miles for $100. Or you could sleep in, play tennis at the Flamingo Club and have brunch with me for $300. You know? What? You know? And so eventually yeah. I, I caved. I took the deal and I regretted it, but it was kind of like the moment where I said, I'm going to do this. And uh, so then I ended up training and running my first, you know, 5k, 10k, half marathon, marathon. Then I started to try to do like a bunch of marathons. And I was just like, I've always been this kind of big guy who can't get fast. And uh, yeah. I never could get under four hours. And eventually I kind of lost interest in marathoning and the marathon culture. And then I read a book by a guy named Mishka Shubale. 
who's an author who wrote a book called The Long Run. He's on a Rich Roll podcast a lot. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. he's on Dave Clark's podcast, too. He's a singer. He, he does the intro music for um, Doug Stanhope's podcast. He's like kind of an interesting guy, like a teacher. He's a writer. He's a singer. You know, anyway, I read his book called The Long Run, and he mentioned he ran 50 miles and it helped him get sober. And I was kind of like, I just got married a couple months of not a couple years of not running, not really in the community and thought that sounds like a good idea. So I found a training program and ultra running group and other people that ultra run and got into it. And then that just sent me down the deep dive and the born to run and the eat and run and the, you know, just <laughs> all the podcasts, all the books, all the clubs want to go on all yeah. the races and, you know, and just, it's yeah. just kind of spiraled. It's funny how you get get down the rabbit hole pretty quick, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like Ultra Marathon Man or Born to Run are kind of like your two lanes that people come in by. Like one of yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But Born to Run was kind of the 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 one that yeah that got me. <laughs> I, yeah. I read it after I read it after ACL reconstruction um, from jujitsu, and I wasn't I ran. But um, I just I read I was reading it while I was kind of laid up and I wanted a goal to rehab my knee. So I, I said, I'm going to run a marathon within a year. I had never run a 5K, any kind of race. And uh, within a year, I ran my first marathon and uh, I didn't die. And then I went back and ran all the other stuff. And uh, yeah, so it. it, it um, yeah, yeah. From Born to Run. And, and I ran that first one. You're going to love this, man. In Vibram Five Fingers. <laughs> Worse. Yeah, yeah, I was so, I was so, man. It was, but it really did. It really was good because as I was rehabbing my knee and and kind of running again, um, you know, I, I was checking, I was making sure my form was good, and I, you know, it, it kept my form good. You know, running, running with those. But uh, a little bit later on, I ended up getting a. Um, I ran my fastest half marathon and got a stress fracture. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe I need to put something under my feet a little bit more substantial. And so, yeah, started wearing big boy shoes. So My um, born to run story is that I went, <clears throat> this is when I was in my deep dive, Scott Jura came to Chicago to speak at the Fleet Feet. It was like, a, yeah. meet, meet him, go for a short run with him, book signing and a lecture. Uh, and it was for the Eat and Run series. And it was him and... Chris McDougall, who I had no idea who that was. Okay. And I actually got to go running with Jurek and Chris McDougall. Nice. And get both of their books and autographed. And at the event, someone had said to me, oh, Born to Run, that's the book, man. You got to read that. And I had no idea what Born to Run was. Yeah. And I ended up, I ended up reading it. And then I made my wife read it at one point. And what's funny is, like, in my wife, and like, in the middle, she, we were in Leadville, and she's reading the book, and she puts on a book, and she looks at me and goes, we know all these people. I'm like, yeah, isn't that weird? Like <laughs> at one point in time, you know, like there's like there's like a there's a legit video of me near Dusty Olson, like trying to get into a picture with him in the background of it to like photobomb him just to say that I had been in the same place as him because I thought he was that famous. And now he like sleeps in my guest room whenever he comes to town. You know, and, that's and, like, crazy. All, all the people in that book that like I I've kind of at some point gotten somewhat of a relationship with you know like jen shelton she's been on the show and that's yeah. on the show and billy barnett's gonna be on the show we talked he just got married so he's taking a little break and um <laughs> and tracy's been on the show and you know it's just like so weird how your life like changes you know it's just yeah and the progressive it, it's, in the podcast it's, you know there's uh i haven't released it yet but i just did an interview of a guy uh how how old are you well, well i'm i'm 45 Okay, so you're about my age. Yeah, yeah, um, we're close. When, when we were kids and there was that whole 
Prince and Purple Rain. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Prince had all these other groups like The Time and Sheila E and Vanity and Apollonia, all these other bands. And one of them was a band called The Family. And the lead singer of The Family was uh, a runner. He did a half marathon, he did some marathons. And I reached out to him and I was like, hey, you, do you want to talk about your running? And he's like, sure. And it was right like before the Corona collapse. And then at some point we switched from emailing to texting. We're like texting back and forth and emailing. And he's like, you know, I'm in New York right now with Jackson Brown. We're doing a thing and I'm going to be back soon. And, you know, now Jackson's got the, he's exposed. And, you know, just like, so then finally I like, I do the podcast with him and he's like sitting in his studio, like playing songs and like singing at me. And, you know, just, and I just do another one of those moments where you just think, how did yeah. I get here? You know, yeah, that's, this happen? <laughs> Like I texted him two nights ago to check on Jackson Brown. You know, like yeah, how did that's that happen? Crazy. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> but that's like the world of you know, and it's it's the podcast world, and it's like connecting people, right? You know, you're back yeah. to that. Like we're all connected, and and if we can find a way to connect everybody, then you know, it's it's really cool. Yeah, well, the the I mean, the way I got connected with you, um, interviewed, you know, Sean Bournes, and Sean Bournes, I, him and I have never met in person. We have mutual friends, and we became, you know. Social you media both, friends. You both did one of the two hundreds. Yeah, yeah uh, oh. I did the Tahoe two hundred. He and he did all of them. <laughs> but but we didn't meet. Uh, we 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 had we didn't meet when I did mine. I did mine in two thousand eighteen, and um and we but we have some a bunch of mutual friends, and so we ended up talking, and I got him on the podcast because he's an interesting guy. You know, he's he's oh, got a lot. Sure. Of, He's, he's, he's done a lot in a short period of time and um, just just had you had a real good time. And so he he said, man, you know, you need, you need to talk to Scott. It's like, OK, I'll talk to Scott. <laughs> you Wait, know, did, he, did you talk to him before or after he did the world's longest turkey trot for ALS with us? I, it was after it was after. Uh, OK, yeah, because because uh, he yeah, he told me that. He told me that story. I don't know. I don't think we did it on the, on the uh, actual on the podcast, but he was just telling me about it. Uh, um, tell, explain what that's about, man. The it's, the world's just, longest turkey awful. trot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so in maybe 2013 or 14, uh, I had a friend in Alfredo Pedro Ferro, who's a ultra runner in our community, and he wanted to do another 100 miler before the end of the year, and there were no more like locally. And so we were like going round and round about a hundred. And, and then I said, you know what you should do? Meet me downtown Chicago with your, with your wallet and your backpack and we'll run to Milwaukee. Cause I've always wanted to do that. We'll just figure it out as we go. And, um, <laughs> good, good plan. And, and, huh? and it's funny because <laughs> <laughs> on black Friday, 8am, let's do it. We'll meet at the, yeah. the Chicago game. And, uh, on the side of all this, Alfredo got a, he had like a boil on his leg or something and it was like acting up and he was going to cancel. And then right before he was going to cancel, I wrote a whole blog post about how I was looking forward to running with my buddy. And uh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, geez. so we, we went, we did this. And I think that the community thought we were nuts and we were never going to make it because no one was around. It was just me and him, then, you know, like with, with like borderline bad directions and no plan. And uh, maybe about, 60 miles in, I think, and because it's Black Friday, no one has anything to do. They're just sitting around with their family trying to ignore them, and they're watching us, and then they're like, oh, this, these guys are going to do it. And then people started getting involved, people started coming on, and then, you know, it was like it was like really cool that we finished it. And uh, then the next year, Alfredo couldn't do it, and I had two other friends, and we ran from Milwaukee to Chicago on the same day. Uh, okay. Because we thought it'd be kind of fun. You know, let's try to do it the other way. And um, not thinking that this was going to be a thing at all. Well, 
at that time, Alfredo got sick with ALS and he ended up dying from ALS. Mm. And then, I, and I don't know if it was that we were sad because of that or what, but we decided we have to do it again. So then I got another group, maybe 10 people, and we did it again from Chicago to uh, Milwaukee. And the whole lot, all three times, people kept asking us, what are you doing? You know, like, Why are you doing? <laughs> it's like seven degrees. It's, no, it's like late November in Milwaukee. You know, it's just like the worst possible thing to do. And uh, we didn't have a good answer. Whenever they asked us, we were just like, I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We just, just, we're just like doing it. Idea, inertia, <laughs> I don't know. And then... Uh, at some point, we decided we should do it for ALS, and we should just call it the world's longest turkey trot for ALS, and then it became the Alfredo Pedro Perro Memorial, world's longest turkey trot for ALS. And what we do is we get a website from the Les Turner ALS Foundation in Chicago, and people donate directly to that. We don't touch the money. We don't do any of the fundraising. They do all the press. They handle all that. And so we just put up a link, and we say, we're running to Milwaukee, donate some money. And we've gotten from anywhere from, like, five grand to like 10 grand one year That's uh, cool. the money just goes right to the foundation and uh, this is this was the seventh year every year i'm never doing it again and every year i'm <laughs> doing it again and when you get to the point where there's like a hundred miles between your town and another town and you've done it on foot seven times you kind of know the lay of the land and like there's, there's a starbucks coming up and this is that you know it sucks, right? I mean, like the, first, <laughs> yeah. the first two hours are awesome because everybody's excited. This is going to be so much fun. And then you get to like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? So hopefully one of these years I'll be done. But this was the seventh, and we do it every year. And then Sean just came. We had uh, Mindy uh, Duncan. She flew in from uh, uh, Florida. We had uh, Azam Politov flew in from Brooklyn like the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. This this colonel in the Air Force came from uh, a, a colonel in the Air Force. He came and stayed at my house and had Thanksgiving with me. And then did, and all these people come from all over just to do this stupid event. And it's terrible. It's terrible. How, how how's your wife with this? All these people showing up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> my wife is the nicest person in the world. <laughs> I mean. We have this guest room that is like a revolving door of ultra runners and weird people that come into town. And I mean, she's just she's kind of used to it, you know. Okay, so she uh, just asked, "How many people am I cooking Thanksgiving dinner for?" <laughs> yeah. Well, she does a lot of aid stations with us for our okay, races, and she crews, and we volunteered a lot of aid stations, like the the Ten Jack Mouse podcast. Like yeah. for example, at the Hennepin Hundred, we 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 roast an entire pig, and uh, I, so we have this. Oh, hey, you there? Yep. Okay. I thought, no, no. I, I heard a little bit about this. Come on. Keep coming with it. That's it's, the, it's, the, it's the most outrageous aid station ever. Like we dress up, we have a theme, we have loud hip hop and we, and we cook an entire pig and make pork sandwiches all day long. It's just, it's like the most fun ever. So we do a lot of those. And then, and then that vibe kind of carries over to our races that we put on. So that that's kind of the allure. Uh, so yeah. my wife, she's just used to, I'm just, I have lots of bad ideas. I'll be like, you know, here's what I want to do. You know, and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And, you know, I want you to design a, you know, a Snuggie that we can sell to people. Hedrick <laughs> Mouse logo on it. And give me like a thousand of those. And, you know, and she's like, what are we doing? Uh, that's that's the life she signed up for, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's I mean, like my wife. She think you're nuts. You're running 200 miles. Yeah, exactly. She knew what she signed up for, though. So, yeah. What do you do for your real job? Uh, I'm an IT director for uh, for a private school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so with with uh, it's been kind of crazy lately trying to uh, convert everything to 
uh, online education. And so, yeah, it's been it's been fun, man, trying to, you know, navigate you life. Have a lately. plan in place like an e-learning plan. Yeah, we're already. Um, yeah, we 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 dropped it pretty quick. Um, and we've got we've got everybody. Um, our, our high schoolers and middle schoolers was really easy because we were already using you know Chromebooks and all that stuff. Uh, but we we uh, initiated a plan for our elementary and uh, you know all our elementary side, and uh, we're going with it. You know, tweaking it every week, and uh, it's going it's going pretty well. So well, that's, yeah, that's good. What about your wife? What does she do? She's an HR director. So Ooh, that's, that's yeah. the job that's happened too. Yeah, she's man. I when when I, we first met, and she told me she was an HR director, and I was like, "Really? That sounds exciting." You know, <laughs> it's like I don't know. I, I couldn't do it, but then I'm an IT guy, so I don't know. Whatever. It's like, <laughs> my sister does that for a university, and, and I think she's working like a hundred hour weeks at this point. Just it's just insane. What are we gonna yeah. do? And students and graduation and just everything. The hiring people, firing people, layoffs. I mean, whew. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough, and you know, just just having procedures and everything else, and making sure. Yeah, so she's been doing a lot of. She still goes in, but she's doing a lot of it from home, and um, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty nuts right now. But uh, yeah, so um, but uh, so you guys, I mean, like that's what Sean said. You you you've got it. You've just kind of. I, I wouldn't say you've created a culture. It just kind of it, it developed. It sounds like you know, just just did poof. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't really understand it. And I don't I mean, it, it's one of those things <clears throat> that's definitely gotten beyond me. I mean, once you go from like, you know, 500 people for your podcast to like 5000 or 10,000 or 20,000, there reaches it reaches a point where like, you don't, you don't control it anymore. You know, like, yeah, it's not like <clears throat> you go out and, and ask people to listen you're just like it's like bigger than you and you feel like you're just a part of it and it's 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 the feature not you yeah yeah but that's cool you know i mean and watching the when when the race came that was really cool too because then you take another layer of that and now you have people that listen to your show that go across the finish line you give them a hug you give them a buckle and then they cry and they look at you and they say this wouldn't happen if it weren't for you you know and they're just like how could i have even played a big role in this when i don't I don't know who you are, you know. Well, so so I mean, okay, you're you're an attorney. I mean, and you know, you you've got you got a you got a big boy, I mean, it's a big boy job. I mean, you got a, you know, you're busy. You're a professional. You know, you got stuff, and 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 so you're you're doing this podcast and it's growing and you know you're you're running these races yourself. In between all that, you've you know you're training and and running yourself, um, and and then you decide how did how did it come about? Like, hey, let's put on a race. Let's start direct a race. Well, the race company is me and one of the guys on the show, Adam Beckers, together. Okay. What happened is I learned about this tunnel up in Wisconsin. It's called the Stewart Tunnel. And um, it's like a 130-year-old tunnel from a railroad. It's a rails to train. So this, this, this train used to run from Madison, Wisconsin to Rockford, Illinois for, you know, 70 years. And they dug a hole through this tunnel, and this tunnel's supposed to be cool, and this trail's supposed to be cool. So I like went up there with my wife to look at it, and, and we we're like wandering around these trails. And she's like, "Why are we doing this? This is not just going to be a tunnel. It's not a big deal." <laughs> and then when we finally got to the tunnel, it's like a quarter mile long tunnel with a slight curve, and you can't see out the other end when you get into the middle, and it gets scary. Like she was, <laughs> she was scared when it happened. Um, so we, uh, I, I was like, "We got to do a race here." And that became like like something that I had to do. And yeah. uh, 
so me and Adam worked together and it took took maybe a year, year and a half of meeting with communities and learning all the people up and down the trail and just like, you know, really, really putting our heart and soul into putting together this, and then it was the Badger Trail races. And we did, this was our first race and it was hundred all the way down to half marathon. We had about 550 participants <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it was, it was like magic. The whole weekend was magic. Everything was perfect. Everybody was thrilled. You know, like, when you do this, like when, like I'm like the PT Barnum guy, and when, when I bring everybody to come look at the, the you know, the three headed goat, yeah, there's like a part of me that's going, they're all going to look at me and say, what the heck did you call us over here for? This is stupid. <laughs> you know, like they're, the, that yeah. fear. You know, and when you put hundreds and hundreds of hours and your heart and soul into a race, and then you're, I'm just a little bit worried that everybody that finishes is going to say, I don't get it. Why, yeah. why did you want to <laughs> And then when the people started finishing and they looked at me and they're just like, I get it. This is amazing. You know what? I love it. You know, I was just like, ah, oh, they felt the same way as I felt and everything's good, you know, and because I, I legit love this trail. We go up and we run on this trail all the time. And it's hard to explain because, you know, I mean, look, look at you. You're going, you're what, you're doing Bigfoot 200, yeah. you know, you're, yep. you know, mountains and, you know, all this. There's none of that. There's none of that. There's no hills. There's no, there's no roots. There's no rocks. There's no mountains. There's, there's nothing. It's just unbelievably nice. Like everything about it is nice. It's soft. Yeah. It's flat. It's smooth. There's pretty vistas. There's, there's little cute little towns. Every once in a while, the, the trees open up and you can see rolling hills of uh, soybean and, and, and all these different colors of grain. And it's just kind of like, it's like beautiful Wisconsin farm country. Yeah. And uh, God, and everybody loved it. So, so that was the story behind why we decided to do this. And then this year we're doing two races uh, one of them in May, which is called the Sugar Badger 50-50 and Half Marathon, which is on the same trail, and then also the Badger 100. And then we're going to open up registration soon for uh, – it's a last man standing, but it's not one of those, like, last qualifier wannabe last man standing. We have a different oh, – okay. so, like, one of the features of our of our 100-miler is we um, – so we it's out, back, and out again because we don't have 100 miles of trail to work with. It's about 35-ish miles of trail, and okay. we found a – Am I, am I just talking? Am I talking too much? No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. You're good. Because <laughs> uh, you just hit record. And, you know, like there, there, it's all good. <laughs> there, there was a guy on, on one of the events I went to, and we were doing it as a group, and one of the girls said, you should have him on your podcast. You don't have to ask him any questions. You just let him talk, and he'll just talk to him. It's always worried about being that guy. <laughs> and, anyway, <clears throat> there we um, were trying to find him. Uh, place to put an aid station and uh we, we needed to, that the course to go a little bit further than the start so like one aid station that's extra and uh all of a sudden there's this bar um, just out of the blue there's a bar and like, why is there a bar here it's like a trail in the middle of nowheresville wisconsin you know yeah. and there's just a tavern like right here like, maybe that's where we need to right off the trail Exactly. So, like, wouldn't it be funny if we made this bar the aid station and we just had the people go down? It's like it's not just a bar. It is like your grandma's basement turned into a bar with a bumper wow. pool table, low ceilings. It's like capacity is probably like fifteen people. It's <laughs> tiny, cute. It's a hundred year old bar. It's like it's like totally crazy that this bar even exists. Much less that it's off the trail. Much less that it still continues. Um. And so you have to go, it looks like a house. You just walk into the side door and you go down these tiny, like, creaky steps down to the basement. And then there's this bar. I'm like, oh, this would be awesome. 
let's just make this the aid stage. You got to go down to the bar and then you got to get a coaster from the bar. And, and Adam's like, oh, I love it. Let's do it. And so we like messaged the bar and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And we're definitely not equipped for that. And we like, no way we're going to do that. <laughs> and uh, so then we like went to the bar and hung out. And then, you know, we had Holly from our podcast, who's like our like our cheerleader. She's like the, the, the girl next door. You know, they fell in love with her. And, you know, next thing you know, boom, that's right. So, and everybody loved it. Like it was the highlight of the race. Like you're in the middle of a hundred miler and then you have to go down the stairs into the bar to the basement and get a coaster. It's air conditioned. <laughs> there's like a toilet in there. It's, you know, it's <laughs> August. So, I mean, imagine you're super hot running that yeah. trail and all of a sudden you just have to go to the basement of this really cool bar, you know, and people took pictures drinking down there and all the locals were, they thought it was fun. I mean, so, I mean, to me, that's what this race is about. These races are about the communities that they serve and going through them. And, you know, like I know every, fire department and every policeman and every mayor and you know like oh, up and down awesome. that whole trail and we bring the business because it's you know milwaukee has a has a lot of stuff and madison does too and you know northern wisconsin is kind of where you go to vacation but southwest wisconsin it's like there's nothing there you know and so yeah. we are bringing a substantial amount of revenue and interest to in the area and everybody just fell in love with this place and we made a nice video and it's really really cool now I don't know if the races are going to go. You know, that's another whole thing. Yeah. But um, you know, yeah, we're, we're we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Hope hopefully uh, we're we're clear of all this stuff by August <laughs> or before, well before that. Hopefully. <laughs> well, we got our May May thirty first one. We have to make a call on. Oh, gotcha. Too, so. Gotcha. We we switched it to a wait list for registration. Like I don't want people paying. You know. Yeah, and you have to refund everybody. Yeah. So we're just, you know, waiting to see what the, you know, what the municipalities say. And you get a lot of emails, you know, like, what's going on in your world? That, that That's what you're worried about right now. You know, is, that, yeah, is the just, 50 mile they're going to go? Yeah, just hang tight. <laughs> well, well, uh, you, you've got April 1, June 6. Yeah, yeah, we got, I've already had, I had, had a few, um, like three things can't, or postponed or canceled so far. Um, you know, that's why we end up running, running hundred miles in Tulsa uh, this weekend. But yeah, I got everything that I'm doing is basically, tra- you know, training races for the, the, the three two hundreds. So I'll, you know, uh, we'll see. Hopefully I'm, I'm hoping they go, man. Well, Candace said that they're going right now too. Yeah, yeah. As of now, she said it looks good, and we, we, we you know, we have quite a bit of time. I, I just, um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. It's hard. A lot of the issues are at the start and finish, you know, because once you get out there, everybody's pretty separate, and um, you know, you'd have to make concessions at aid stations, and it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So we'll see. Do you um, know anybody that has the thing yet? No, I don't. Uh, uh, well. I, I, we just uh well, i got a message uh somebody connected to somebody i work with um so they're the that they came into contact so some people i work with are having a quarantine um but nobody what about you man oh i got a bunch of friends that are fighting it yeah uh, there's it's it's crazy there's a guy in france that um he's a big super fan of the show and i did a podcast with him when we thought it was crazy that they were required to stay in their house like that, that could never happen here yeah yeah and they could only run two kilometers from their house without getting a ticket and getting sent back in the house wow um, and then we check back in with him a week later and his wife has it and his dad has it oh, man um, there's a few other fans of the show that have it and that they're, they're fighting it you know and some people that are you know hospital nurses i mean it's it's terrifying 
you know, yeah. and it's, it's re- I mean, if someone's listening to this and they live in the middle of nowhere and they think it's not coming, there, there is a case I messaged Camille. There's a case in Alamosa, Colorado, you know, there's a mm-hmm. case in Greenland. I mean, it's real. It's scary. You know? Yeah, and and, and it, what's what's really crazy is you know I've heard of I've heard of uh, you know through others that people that had it and they, they just had like a you know stuffy nose and maybe a little scratchy throat and that's it you know and so they're oh, just walking around oh. thinking they have allergies and then when they you know when they test positive for it it's like ah I mean it's been around everybody you know it's like <laughs> sure well the one and the ones that that really fought like my buddy Chris Russ Thomas in Kansas City he said it was the the worst you know, thing he's ever had to fight, like just yeah. waves and waves of the worst flu in the world. And, uh, mm-hmm. Sarah Lavender Smith, who used to talk on, um, ultra runner podcast, her husband got taken into that. And you know, that's the other thing that people don't realize if, if, if my wife gets this and she can't breathe and I call the ambulance, I don't get to go. Uh, I don't get to visit her. I don't get crazy. to know if I ever get to see her again, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's and that's there's, legit. There's, that's <laughs> there's doctors reporting that you know there's there there patients that are begging them to to call their spouse before they put the ventilator on. You know, I mean, but you you aren't going to the hospital with them. You're never going to see them unless they come home. Yeah. So wow. And, and the whole while they're fighting it, you can't go there and hold their hand. You know, they're just alone. Yeah. You, know? you can't help them. You can't help them fight it. You know, give them hope. I mean, that, there, there's something to that. Having loved ones around you when you're fighting something like that. You know, it's kind of like when you come into an aid station and you, you know, you have, you know, people hope something. You know, positivity. You know, it's like same thing, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they can't, in a room full of people on ventilators, that's got to be just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, so I hope this is gone. But I, my fear, you know, and. and I'm speaking as a guy who has season tickets to the Cubs and some yeah. tickets to some concerts and who's putting on races for a living. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that like May 1, we're going to get, the bell's going to ring and we're all going to run out in the street and hug everybody. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think it's going to be more like, now you can go, but no groups are bigger than 10 and now you can have no groups of bigger than 25, you know, and it's going to be incremental because mm-hmm. it's going to yeah. take a while. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be uh, life life back back to normal for a while, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, I think there's probably some benefits. We're we're, we're <laughs> becoming grateful for some stuff for sure. Yeah. And, oh um, man. I- yeah, the the people, the families that are out because they're not doing 50 sports and, and all the other things that, that busy their lives, they're actually, you know, family units are out together in the park doing things together here. I mean, we're not, they're not on house lockdown, but they're out, you know, and, but, the, and together, you know, and people, you, you see a lot of that here still. And, yeah, you know, I think, I think some, some good things can still come of the, the mess. But then there's also, um, can't go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're having, uh, my alcoholic community, they can't, they can't go to AA meetings. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, thank God for technology, man, because we're, you know, we're doing some, some, you know, different things like with church and, uh, you know, different studies and stuff, and you know, doing some Zoom and, and like with education too. You know, you're using Google Hangouts and Zoom and all that. So um, I'm glad we're we are where we are with technology that we can we can you know still do some things but there's nothing there's still nothing like a, a handshake and a hug man <laughs> you know yeah well i mean that's so that's what i'm working on tonight after i get done with you is i'm gonna i sign up for zoom and i'm gonna try to find a way to do a show with the gang on yeah. zoom because the people need it but my problem is I, I don't understand that technology even less than this so i'm just gonna have to i need to find a way to get all the people on the zoom on my mac and then for that audio to go into the recorder should be able to just 
plug whatever you got into your phone into your Mac, you may have to adapt. I mean, you probably, uh, if you got an iPhone, you probably have to get a different plug for your Mac and just plug it into the the audio for your Mac. I would think, yeah. I, I, from what you showed me, but not sure. <laughs> I'm gonna have to screw around with it a little bit. Yeah, you Hopefully have to play with it. If we can get that down. That would be great. You know. Yeah, people, yeah. People really like those game shows, and they miss the, having the group to hang out with. Yeah. Well, man, talk, talking about races coming up and stuff, uh, uh, you're, you're got Leadville. I do. Is that, yeah. So tell me, have, have you, have you done it before? I have not. I've crewed and paced Leadville six times. Oh, wow. I've, okay. I've been in every Leadville lottery and never gotten picked until this year. It's the first wow. time. Wow. Really? Yep. Well, and, I, that, uh, that, that don't give me much hope. I've been in for a few years and still never got picked. So. <laughs> and I love it there, and I've been wanting to do it. So then we decided not only are we going to go do Leadville, Adam from the show is in it, and Holly from the show is in it, that, but we all also went out and got coaches to coach us for Leadville. And the the premise is, I said, I'll pay, the, the podcast will pay for all the coaching, but then yeah. we're going to record all of the coaching calls and then we produce those as as kind of like a special uh, podcast so that people can follow along with the coaching and kind of get the tips and things like that so and we all have different coaches who have different approaches uh, yeah i have liza howard um holly has joe presidus and then uh, adam has ellie greenwood and so that's kind of a, a cool little feature now it's there's a wrinkle because of the corona and now yeah. i can't use the treadmill i can't run on the lakefront anymore they've closed all the parks you know i have to run on the city streets in my neighborhood, basically, is my only yeah. option. Uh, so I'm somewhat limited, but, you know, my coach, like my workout today, I finished it five minutes before I started this call, okay. was to, to run, you know, easy for, well, like six miles. And then I power hiked in the middle of it one mile as fast as I could. And huh. then uh, did eight 30-second sprints, kind of sprint for 30 seconds and then one, yeah. one and a half minute recovery. So she's, you know, getting creative, working on speed and, you know, whatever. But Yeah. Do, doing keep, what you can, man. Yeah, I'm going to keep trying to train like, like it's going to happen and uh, we'll see, you know, but there's, it's like me and Holly, we talked about this earlier today and we have this kind of feeling of like, why are we doing it? It feels weird to care about something. Yeah, I know. You know. I know. I know. I, 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 that's why you know you, we, we talk about what you know what you got planned because it's you know yeah you 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 want to do it and you got your heart set on it and you're you're training for it you've invested in it financially and otherwise and but it's you know you, I don't know that with with everything going on you do have to it kind of causes you to pause and and evaluate your priorities you know um, yeah I mean the, so the triple crown is coming for you yeah but if the triple crown happens. And you get to run the triple crown and you're not prepared, that's almost a fantasy best case scenario right there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like the, that that if you complain about that, then you know, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, Whereas yeah. you're probably thinking, you know, what am I gonna do if it gets canceled and you know Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Did she said what would happen? Which she does she do a refund, a rollover, does she have any plan, or is it just we're just gonna hope it goes? She hasn't said yet, and it sounds like you know from what they said that you know she knows that if they cancel, they'll have to take a hit. And but they they would do. I think I forgot how it was worded, but you know they take care of everybody, and I'm sure there'd be some kind of rollover or something like that. Um, 
but yeah, no, nothing, nothing definite yet. So we'll we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we have a we have a generous rollover policy for all of our races. We're just like any you can roll it for up to a year to any other race for equal or you know lesser value for no reason at all. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's um, cool. But at the same time, you know, like we, me and Adam don't rely on this to make a living. So that's yeah. one thing that I do. Like I get up every morning and I think, who can I help? You know, who needs to like, yeah. today I became a member of the Austin Trail Runner, um, Austin Trail Running Company store, you know, like a, like one of their preferred members for four yeah. bucks. You get like all these discounts. I'm never going to buy anything from there. I'm never going there, but you it, know, it's a cool store. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, no, and I love the lady, Pam. She's awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought like, does it help Pam if I pay this $40, you know? Yeah. So then, or, you know, like the other day I woke up and I signed up for Jamil's race like two or three times or the track race, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to interview track tomorrow. Um, we're just going to like do one of those, meet the listener things and talk about what is, because those guys, it's like now, those guys are kind of competition for me, right? Podcasting yeah. and racing. But, you know, at the same time, they're the pros and I'm just the hobbyist. And I want them to be around when I'm done. You know, like I think yeah. about, you know, like that guy, that singer that I talked about, he drives around in a beat up van and plays dive bars. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got no future. It's over, you know? Yeah. Like, that, like that's how he makes his living. That's crazy. So, you know, like if you're, if you're listening to this and or there's like the restaurant down the street or, you know, the, the shoe store, oh, the shoe stores, you know, yeah. the shoe stores and buy are, from the, sh- you know, or even like a, or even local businesses buy like a gift card, you know, they, yep. you, you know, if, buy a gift card to, to invest in them now. And cause you know, you, like, especially your running stores buy, if you don't have anything you want to, you need now buy it, buy a gift card and just use it later. Invest in them, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, or like even the products that you like to use now, I mean, I know that if you don't have money, obviously you know, don't, yeah, you know, yeah. but if you have some money that, you know, like, like if I order my, you know, like my path projects or my exo skin, if I order that now, that's like buying 10 times as much later on, you know, yeah. now is when they all need it. Hey man, I just, I, I, I uh, bought a, some exoskins and, um, I, I ran this weekend for the first time for a hundred miles in them. And before I'd only done six miles in the, in the little, the shorts, the tights, man, those things are legit. <laughs> I'm serious, man. And everything else that I wore stunk to high heaven because it got hot on Saturday. But but my shorts, they smelled just oh, like God. they did before I put them on. How does that work? Croy is loving this. He's just loving. He's like listening to this. He's like salivating. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so they advertised with us, and yeah. I was not a believer in the beginning. I didn't. I didn't like get into it. The girls yeah. wore the shorts, and you know, and I was just like, whatever. And then I bought those exotoes, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a game changer. <laughs> and, uh, and one of the things with me is I always pay retail. Like, I, I don't use discount codes. I don't get the free – I mean, I might get free stuff from them, but I don't ask for more free stuff. Right? So I, like, legit spent, like, 200 bucks. I went all in. I love the exotoes, and I love those over-the-calf socks. They go up over – and I just – and you know what my turning point was? And I don't know if you know – do you know who Chad Wright is? No, I don't. He's got a podcast. He's friends with Jesse Itzler. He's okay. a Southern guy, Georgia guy, and oh, and Christian guy too. You uh, put write his name down, Chad. Right, look that. I'm guy writing up. it right now. He was, okay. He was a Navy SEAL, and oh my god, he is such a cool dude. Anyway, he was on our show, and I saw him and Jesse Itzler at the um, Hennepin Hundred, and they were covered. Oh, 
in the exo exo everything they had like exo hat exo shirt exo shorts exo, i mean everything they had was that all black the other one was um that michael ortiz the, yeah the yeah does like yeah he's like running around his apartment right now i was gonna bring him up man i, I ran with him a, a few times that i mean just uh, same races and stuff and i've been watching him in the apartment in his exo stuff oh uh, <laughs> yeah he did the badger he's, he's a good guy i like that guy um, yeah, yeah, he but is. But when I ran, where did I run to? I ran him at like Havelina or something. He came in late and he was like, and I like shouted. He was like arguing with the registration lady and I just shouted, it's his first hundred, give him a break. And he like turned around really mad. He's like, oh, hey. <laughs> and he was covered in the EXO. And I was like, I said, do you like that stuff? And he's like, oh my God, it's all I will ever wear. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I recommend it. Just, it is so good. Yeah, I, I didn't have any issues, man. So yeah. Have you tried I, the socks yet? I have the socks. I need to. I need to. Uh, I need to figure out which shoes I can wear them with because they're not as as thick as what I'm used to wearing. So it feels a little different. But I've I've worn them on some short runs, and I need to wear them on a long run and see um just see how they do. See if I get any you know friction or anything like that. But they just they just feel different. So I hadn't gone on a long run with them yet. When when is the show going to come out? Um, probably, uh, probably not this Sunday, but next, probably. Okay. I don't know. Like, am I, am I, am I, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if this, oh, you know what? I think that we have a, have a discount code. <laughs> Can I give it to you? Yeah, sure. Use, use the discount code TJM. Okay. Okay. And I think it says it's good until the end of April. Now Croy's really mad at me, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but 25% off till the end of April. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you got through those socks. Or, I mean, I, I used in Gingy's, they're like a whole nother level beyond that. They really, yeah. Are. And that's what, that's what I use this weekend. And, um, so I'll have to, uh, yeah. Anyway, I use a little bit more expensive, just a tiny bit, you know, and like those big over the yeah. half yeah. socks, those are like 70 bucks. And I was like, holy cow, this is expensive. And then when I put them on, I was like, oh my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm always going to like, so for long, long stuff, I am always wearing in Gingy's. Well, what do you have you worn the the shorts though the tights? No, because like my wife's dude, like, I like, am a huge dude. I am not wearing those well, shorts. I know you're a big dude. I know you're a bigger guy, but I'm seeing, you know, my my wife's like, oh look at you with your tights and shorty shorts or whatever. I'm like, hey, these are comfortable, man. I don't care. <laughs> you ain't you ain't chafing in them, that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. No, he sent um, me some of the shirts and stuff too, and I'll I'll try and I'll try them eventually. But I'm I'm always I'm slow to the to the trying, you know. But I yeah. I like I like. Everything about Exoskin, it's a great company. They're super supportive of us. I mean, I love advertising them. So. Well, 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 here's here's a little a cool thing. Uh, I I um I decided I was gonna try them, so I just I just got online and I saw on their um, Instagram there was a. Um, uh, they were having a discount or something, just a regular discount for everybody, and so uh, I went ahead and ordered the shorts and um and uh placed the order. And when they came in, I I had a note from Croy. Uh, written on there saying, "Hey, love the podcast. Tell me know how you like the 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 shorts." So I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I was that like, "That's everywhere, man." He he he. I was like, I, "You know, totally." Yeah, totally didn't like. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. He's listening to it for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all. Well, shout out, shout out, man, <laughs> to him, right? <laughs> oh, but well, that's another well, example of a company that if you want to, you know, help somebody out, now's a good time. Yeah. You know, if you want them to make it through, 
You know, because a lot of people, they have to fire yeah. people or they can't have people in the factory or, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 a and, you know, and, and from what it, it's a good product, you know, and we want, you know, want good want to support good products, good people. You know, if you like something, yeah, keep supporting it big time. Uh, well, man, uh, well, just personally, what kind of races do you like to run? What do you what do you you know, what do you like to, when you go out and do one? I mean, I, you know, I, you, you put on the party races, but what, what, what kind of terrain and stuff? What, you, what do you like to run? What do you like to do? I mean, I guess for me, I, I really like, um, like when I look at the races that you do, like um, I would say of, of the races you've done, the um, Arkansas Traveler would probably be my jam. You know, like I like, I like the woods. I don't, yeah. I don't need to climb a mountain. I don't need it to be gnarly. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's part of why I like the badger is I yeah. like, you know, I like nice run through the woods and I can listen to my music or my podcast and, you know, kind of drift off. I love yeah. Arkansas. Um, what else? So this year I'm doing the, other than Leadville, I think I'm doing Brazos Bend. Okay. I'm go down there and do, uh, do yeah. something with trot with the alligators and all that. Um, hey, I'm from South Louisiana. You'd probably like like the Lugaru. Uh, with uh, Edie right now. Podcast. She loves it. She can't stop talking about Lugaru. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a great race. That that was my uh, my first hundred was on that course, and I trained there a lot. I love that's that's one of my that's my happy place, man. You know where I can go out there and just I I, I work through some some life garbage on that trail, man. It's beautiful. And then also <laughs> red dirt. Red Dirt, she just did, right? That was just like a month ago. Was Red Dirt's a good one too? I, uh, we we scouted out that trail together, and uh, I I I've run the 50k there as part of the race, but I, I need to go back and visit my friends there and, and do the hundred there so I can get the buckle of the race. I kind of helped help with a little bit, but yeah, she just um, did that one. Holly did. She just did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she did Lugaru the same year you did, the 2018. She was yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you get some good uh, Cajun food. They bring gumbo. They have some boudin out there and it's good, good, good trail. Good people, man. It's good. Well, what what, what other ones? What's that? Michael Ortiz was out there. Yeah. That was before, uh, before I knew, you know, who he was and also Billy was out there. Um, I saw him finish. I didn't know who I just, I got a picture. I was like, oh man, you know, he's crossing the finish line with this big flag. And then I um, ended up, you know, meeting up with those guys and like, okay, they're doing crazy stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I got to hold the flag during the Hennepin. He stopped at our aid station. And I got to hold the flag for a minute. That was kind of nice, cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> There's a lot of cool people. That, Azam Politov was there from Brooklyn, too. Yeah. He's, he was one of our turkey trotters. Still there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's not me. I got all my bars. Sometimes I feel I got to get away. I got to get away. All right, I'm going to call you back. They're doing construction near here, and I hadn't had much trouble before. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. No worries. What were we talking yeah. about? All right. I don't know. What were we talking about? We were talking about races. Oh, so, yeah, you like the ones in the woods. Any Any others? You said Traveler. Uh, uh, I like winter. I like winter races, like Arrowhead, yeah. and and um, that's kind of like a different sport. Yeah. Um, I really like doing uh, like urban things. I think that's kind of fun, like where you just run around the city and build your own race. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Cool. I've I've done all kinds of weird stuff in my life. 
yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's getting kind of, it got hard for a while to, to tr- I mean, to juggle everything. Basically, I always end up coming to the conclusion that the one thing in life that I can afford to drop is my training. Like, I, I got to yeah. keep the podcasting. I can't screw up as a race director. You know, I can't screw up as a husband and I can't screw up as a lawyer. And yeah. hopefully I can run too. But uh, <laughs> for the last few years, you know, with juggling all of those things, at times it's been, it's been, ch- I mean, look at now we're, we're, I'm locked in my house 24 hours a day and I still don't feel like I'm getting caught up. I'm, you know, working on podcasts and working on you know lawyer stuff and courts are closed here. And I don't know about there, but they've completely closed our court system. You know, we don't wow. Have- how do you, man, that's, yeah, that's, that's nuts. Like, how do you, courts, courts <laughs> May 18th. What if you get like a, arrested off of something crazy, man, you just get, you just got to hang out a while or something. Well, <laughs> you'd, you'd bond out. Um, so like if you got a, like a, anything other than a, like a serious crime, yeah. they would, um, they would probably give you, and they probably, they don't even want to put you in jail. So they'd probably give you a personal recognizance bond. They give you a court date, they process you and they let you go. Oh wow! Okay. They're letting people out of jail. They're letting people out of jail so that the corona doesn't spread. Yeah. Letting prisoners out. So it's it's gotten crazy. They just built a three thousand person emergency hospital in the convention center here in McCormick Place. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's so weird. I have friends, you know, like even Oklahoma. uh, I don't know if it's David Hale. I think he's in Oklahoma. Oh, I know that name. Uh. Yeah, we're talking about I, they could go. There's some places where you can still go out to eat with your friends. Yeah, well, we. Was, yeah, my wife and I were trying to figure out what to eat last night, and uh, we had we had issues, man, because things are closed on Monday here for some reason. A lot of the different things, but we, everything's everything around here is just about takeout and stuff in Tulsa area. But I I bet out in the you know rural areas you can you can probably still go sit down and eat. <laughs> Until the thing gets there, then the, yeah. everybody gets it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. My advice oh, is just take three yeah. weeks and stay home if you can. You just yeah, can do it. Just hunker down as much as you can and and let it be done, man. Ugh. Otherwise, this thing's gonna drag on forever. Yeah. Like well, man. Well, some... Yeah. Well, no. Uh. So, like, you know, you've interviewed a ton of people, and 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 I I, I shudder to ask a little bit, but like, what's some of your most memorable, you know, interviews with people? And 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 I realize they're probably not gonna be people. People that I know about, you know, or, or people that I, you know, I know who they are, but, um, you know, and, and so people can look them up, you know, what, what's some of the most memorable or like your favorite, you know, that really stick out in your brain? Sure. Um, to me, the best interviews are usually the ones where I'm actually curious. Now, sometimes I'll have someone on that I think people should know about that I know about, and, and those can be good. But when I like just basically really want to know someone and I'm digging and then they turn out to be fascinating to me that's like lightning in a bottle because you can't fake your your genuine interest in a person but when it comes out in the interview and and people can feel that I think they love that and for Mm -hmm. me like one of the very first interviews I did and it's funny because she just started her own podcast and I just heard her first and second episode while I was running uh today uh Samantha Gash who a lot of people might not know and um so let me tell you a little bit about Samantha Gash. She, um, there's a movie called um, Des- Desert Runners. Um, Desert yeah, Runners, yeah. But the four, the four deserts. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's about people doing that four desert challenge where they do the Atacama, the Sahara, the Gobi, and the Antarctic all in one year. Okay. 
And um, she did it. It's a very early film. And she did it. And the during the I think during the Sahara, she got assaulted. Someone jumped out of behind a bush and tried yeah. to assault her. And then she ended up going back and finishing the race anyway, uh, oh. like after she got treated. And her life story is so interesting. Um, she was going to be a lawyer, and then she decided to run across South Africa with Mimi Anderson to raise money for women's feminine hygiene products. And she ran across India, and she's like a corporate speaker, and she's she's no more than four feet tall, and she can do anything. And she's not like the fastest runner in the world, but she's super inspirational. Samantha Gash from Australia. She was on the Australian version of Survivor. I mean, she's just wow. she's a just mind-blowing like if you google her as a runner and look at the stuff she's done in her videos and her interviews she's done a ted talk totally interesting human being uh and and still to this day my favorite interview i went home that day or i when i finished it and i said i want my nieces to listen to this i want everybody's daughter to listen to this i want every everybody i know should listen they should know her because she's one of those people uh there's a few of them uh, Ray Zahab is another one from Canada. I didn't interview him, mm-hmm. but he's a person that comes to mind that have, that are runners who can do amazing things, but who have somehow decided, I want to make the world around me a better place. And I want to yeah. take this and I want to I want to make good with it. And mm. those people just knock me out, you know, yeah. because it, it's, you know, we, we take it for granted, you know, like we go, we do like tons and tons of hundred milers or, you know, 50 milers or whatever. And we're like running and everybody's inspired. And they just use, I think you mentioned it in your interview with your wife that you get into this bubble of being surrounded by other people that do what you do. Mm-hmm. And you forget that to the average person, what you do is unthinkable. Like yeah. running 50 miles. I remember the first time I ran 50 miles, my law partner told the mailman at our law office, <laughs> you know, we went to yeah. the bank, like everybody we saw, you know, he ran 50 miles this weekend, you know? <laughs> and when people look and they go, I could, you know, I could change the world, you know? Yeah. I could, and, and, and it's, I mean, I, I don't want to get cheesy. It's, it's, like, it's like this time that we're living in right now where we're, you know, suddenly hyper aware of each other's existence and how we can impact and affect them in a negative way. But, you know, you take that guy that lost the 200 pounds and forget about the fact that he's bettered his health a little bit, maybe. But think about the fact that now he now he fits in a in a plane seat again yeah. or his maybe his wife has sex with him again or. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to kill himself or whatever, however that affects that one person. And then now blow that up to everyone that heard me interview him that weighed 200, 300, 400 pounds and thought, well, if he can do it, then I can do it, too. And those people (laughs) to, to then go and try and do it, too. And then it doesn't end there because that inspiration is going to inspire someone else. And the trickle down effect of inspiring just one person to change their life in a positive way is just astronomical. And we don't think about that when Mm. the when the the, the next door neighbor lady says, oh, you ran 50 miles. Tell me about that. You know, we just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's just a thing. I And you just kind of like walk away from and you don't think. You could change the world, you know? I mean, yeah. one person at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, 
even this weekend, you, and you, what you said earlier is when you, know, when you guys are doing your your longest turkey trot ever, you ask, you know, why are we doing this? You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and and we asked the question this weekend because we almost bailed at 50 miles, and we're like, why are we doing this? This is stupid. I say that for every hundred miler. You know, why am I doing this? This is stupid. It hurts. But but you know, there's just something that you know, I don't know, just to keep pushing. You know, beyond where you want to quit. You know, and you just you know you keep pushing, and and you think. Man, if this inspires somebody and helps somebody to realize they can do it too, then I keep on trucking. I'll try. <laughs> so yeah. Samantha Gash, um, other ones, Grant Mon, one of my favorite ever. He's a, for example, last year I think he did the Iditarod 350 mile race. Mm. The, the um, uh, Arrowhead 135. He won Vol State, the 401k. He did Angeles Crest. He did the Badwater 135. He did, hmm. um, oh, and he climbed Mount Everest. Just, you know, on the side. <laughs> Just threw that you in, know. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's from Australia. He's a captain of a ship. He, he drives a ship Ooh. all over the world. And just fascinating. The whole thing. You're just like, <laughs> in, in the, so the problem with my podcast, if anyone's listening to this that has never heard of this, then when he says he's the captain of the ship, we go like 30 minutes to an hour on. I want to know everything about how you become a captain. Well, that's interesting. You know? That's that's really totally. interesting. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And then I usually say something like, oh, everybody's just groaning. And they're like, enough with the ship captains. You know, but I just, I want to know. And, and there's stories in there. And, and it's just, you know, I was a professional Scrabble player. Right? You know, I mean, whatever the <laughs> quirky thing is, you're just like, well, that's a story. I want to hear that too. I mean, because what, yeah. what, I, what I aspire to do and I don't think anybody else has to do this, but this is just my thing is when yeah. you get done listening to me interview someone, I want you to feel like, you know, them. like yeah. I get that person, you know? Yeah. And I don't think you can get that from saying, you know, like, Oh, you did the 200, you did the grand slam. Well, how was that? You know, like how did, what was hard? What would you like? What didn't you like? What'd you eat? You know? I mean, I don't think that you, I mean, like Sean Barnes, I have, I don't, I can't tell you why. I mean, you interviewed him. I don't know if you can either, but there, there's gotta be a reason why this guy's out doing all this stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a story there. Yeah. I don't hmm. know if we're going to get it, but. <laughs> oh, all right. So, so Grant Mon, Samantha Gash, um, Yolanda Holder, uh, African American woman from California that finished the Shri Shimnoi 3,100 mile race in New York. Do you know about that race? Yeah, that's craziness, man. Around a city <laughs> block. <laughs> One city that block. Mind numbing, dude. <laughs> She has uh, two Guinness World Records, and I think okay. she's done maybe 500 races of a marathon or more, all the way up to 100 mile, including the 3,100 foot, and she's never run a step of them. All walking. She's the walking diva. Really? Yeah. And wow. no headphones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Like to me, I always want to know like what are people listening to? Are you listening to books? You listen to music? What kind of music are you listening to? Can I see your playlist? Can I be talk? You know, um, like Sandra Sandra Villains. Uh, she's Sandra V from California. She has the Transcon record. She sent me her whole playlist, and I was just like, I gotta know. I just, I just need to know. <laughs> Those are things that interest me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. That's 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 crazy. I've listened to a whole book on a on a race before. That's <laughs> what, what book? Uh, I listened. To, it, it was one I had listened to already. It was Once a Runner. Oh, nice. Is that? Had, I, I think I know that. That's the guy yeah. uh, with Marty Dugard. 
No, um, that is. Let me look it up real quick. I don't remember uh, his name. It's um, it's one of those that all the uh, cross country kids in the they've they've listened to it at some point. Um, oh man, what's his name? I'm looking it up. Once a runner. That guy. Once a runner. I listen to a bunch of them during winter races because those are like John you know, Parker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't. I haven't read it, but I know yeah, what it is. Uh, I have a few winter yeah. races where I've done multiple books. Uh, like uh, the Tuscobia 160 mile. That's uh, 63 hours of running. I did, <laughs> yeah. I did a few. It's, there's no really no running. It's power hiking. I did a couple books on that. And it's, nice. I, I like to listen to stories of people that are screwed, like worse <laughs> off than I am. Yeah. <laughs> you find joy in their pain or you just it's not as bad yeah. for me. <laughs> well, one of those, I listened to the story of this guy that was a World War II pilot. It's called like 43 days or 61 days. I don't remember the number, but something days. And he had crashed in Alaska during World War II. All he had was like four matches and a parachute and the clothes on his back. And he had to survive wow. like a month in in the winter in Alaska. And so I'm like wow. listening to the story and the whole while I'm thinking, I have like a kid's birthday party on my sled behind me that I'm bringing with me. You know, like I have everything you could ever want. I could like live out here for a year if I had to, you know, compared to this guy. And it kind of makes you feel good. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Well, um, well, Scott, man, I appreciate you. I mean, taking time. I know you're, you're, I mean, we're kind of locked up, but you're, you're a busy dude too. You've got a lot of your own things going on. And, um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm glad Sean, um, you know, recommended to talk to you. I, I need to look into a little bit more. I, you know, who knows? I'm probably going to show up for one of your races at some point once we're racing again. Go check it out and see what that tunnel's like. <laughs> well, yeah, and the tunnel's under construction right now, too. It's, uh, oh, dang. We, we, might, we might not have the tunnel this year. I mean, oh, man. We have the race. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Might, might not have the race either. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but you'll have fun. I mean, all of our aid stations have, you know, PBR and Fireball and uh, fun food like pizza pops and pork sandwiches and loud music and high energy. It's like all of the the hosts of the show have the aid stations. So that, like if you listen to the show and you hear, you know, like Adam and Holly and Scotty and Rachel, and, you know, they all have different uh, aid stations. So that, and they all try to outdo each other. That's cool. That yeah, that little competition. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it makes it fun to come into it, you know. Yeah. Well, you need to you need to really consider doing some of them South Louisiana races, man. Have you have you been? You, I'm sure you've been to Louisiana, huh? Uh, not Louisiana. Uh, Arkansas no. Is as far south as I've been, Arkansas, really? San Antonio. Yeah, and, and I should because uh, Lugaroo is probably the one that I should do because Holly just raved about that. And yeah, it's legit. It's uh, and and man, you got you got to get some good Cajun food because um, you know uh, it's. Like even here in Tulsa, there's some restaurants and there's some that come pretty close, but man, there's nothing like just getting food down south in South Louisiana. I'm talking South Louisiana, you know, you got to get below Alexandria and all that area. But uh, yeah, Do you man. Know that you... Guy that Josh Lejuni? Do you know him? Josh who? Josh Lejuni, I think his name is. Oh, Josh Lejuni. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lost guy, a bunch of from... weight and. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. He's from down there. Yeah, yeah, he's from. Uh, we we've met a few times and uh, run in some of the same circles. Uh, I've I've been away for a few years, but uh, but know him. Yeah, and he's 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 a good dude, man. Helping a lot of people to to lose those extra chins and all. <laughs> My man Brett Favre's down there too. Oh really? 
He's, he's lived that. Mississippi, Louisiana, something like that. Right? Yeah, I think. I didn't know he. I didn't know where he ended up when he, when he retired. Oh, he stayed down there. He said, "Yeah, I'm." Yeah, I don't know about. I don't know if you keep up with football, man. But I'm. I'm hoping I get to see Drew Brees finish out his career this year. You know, in the next couple of years on top. And <laughs> you watch yeah, any I'm, football? Oh, well, I'm from. I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm a Green Bay Packer fan and uh, football enthusiast. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> There's no like that. We watched. We watched all the football games for sure. Okay, got you. Good. <laughs> but I know how you feel because we went through that with Favre. Like we hope he stays with the team, but didn't happen. Well, I just hope we have a season, you know, because he said he's coming back, and I just hope we have a season to, for him to finish out, you know, and maybe do something, but we'll see. <laughs> Football seems more possible, you know? Yeah. Seems yeah. possible. But, yeah, I think they're just going to play on baseball, basketball. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. They're in the middle of a season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Milwaukee Bucks were in first place, too. They're Come on. Win. Yeah. We, you know what's crazy with with everything? Um, like our, our high school basketball team, they won state last year, and like you know, th- they were going to state. They were on their way to the state tournament when, um, you know, they, it, it got canceled or postponed at the time, and they just ended up canceling it. Um, and there's a and then you know a lot of graduations that just aren't going to happen. That's yeah. talking about the effects of you know stuff. Eh. Crazy. people that you know we're going to graduate this year but don't have the credits to or you know they're just gonna have they're gonna have to graduate them all but they want to have parties or what if you had your wedding plan yeah no kidding man think about that you know you're about to get married and you you, you know dream wedding and yeah what if you yeah. have a baby you know everybody wants to see the baby right yeah it's crazy i, I saw a friend today that uh, his, his kid shares custody of him and his wife and i said what's the plan when they tell you you can't keep switching houses anymore Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a lot of ramifications, man. Yeah, it's just stuff nobody thought of. Yeah. Yeah. As you kind of start navigating life, you're like, oh, man, I can't. I, I, I can't. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. We're, we're figuring it out. So who uh, who do you want to interview that you haven't interviewed? Is there anybody like on your list that you're just like, I wish I'd get them, but I can't, or I want, really want to have? Who's your dream interview? Man, I don't um, I don't have any huge. I just kind of like as I navigate, I'm like, oh, they'd be cool. I've been trying to get you talk about Camille. I met her at uh, at States, got to hang out with her a little bit. She's she's cool, man. She's she's a sweet person. And um, um, we've emailed back and forth a little bit. But there's always, you know, she's 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 got a lot going on. I need to touch base with them again. Uh, and, and I'd really I'd really like to. You know, and she said she would do it. They just need to find time. Uh, I'd like to get her on just because she's. She's a good person, you know, real positive, very encouraging. I'm going to encourage her right now while you're telling me about it so that we can. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. <laughs> she, I, know, I know she's been on a few times, but she's she's just a genuinely – and she's a beast of a runner too, you know. I, I admire what she's done, and, and she's an Okie girl, you know. Yeah, and I'm living, well, you guys I'm, got that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was cool for for states. Um, she she actually this is this is cool because, you know, she's Camille and she's got all these world records. But she found me and messaged me because I was the only other runner from Oklahoma in states, and uh, so we could get together and take a picture. So oh. yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I just, I just sent her a message. Average response time from Camille is like like four seconds too. <laughs> That's funny. She, she's, she's. I think she's stayed at my house now 
more than 10 nights altogether. Oh, really? So anytime she's in Chicago, she's there. She makes a point of coming to Chicago just to stay here. Night. Well, call you call it the Camille Heron bedroom. The Camille. <laughs> it's not a it used to be called the Anne Tracen bedroom because she stayed there. Now it's yeah. the Camille Heron. Now, and now I think we're going to call it just the bedroom of champions. There you go. <laughs> so whenever people come here, you know, like it, it's a it's a weird thing. Like when ultra runners are in town, or when I talk someone into doing the show. Like for example, Walmsley, his agent sent me a message. Hey, can do you want to do a show? And I'm like, yeah, but he's got to come here. He's got to stay in the bedroom and he's got to spend the weekend. You know, like he's got to go <laughs> hang out with the gang and, you know, eat bad food and drink too much. And, you know, I mean, like that's all part <laughs> of the because that's like the best, you know, when you get those people here and they're just part of the gang. They love. Yeah. Them. Hang out. Just so we did that. Yeah. We did a couple of times with Camille. And then like the last time she was here, their flight got canceled because of a storm and I mean, they just like set up shop here and they know what they're doing. You know, it's, that's cool. it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. all kinds of random famous runners have slipped in that room. That's cool. Yeah. And I really other I mean, she's she's one I've been trying to. And there's a there's a um, other than that, you know, oh, um, Sean Nakamura, who I've run with quite a few times. Him and I have been trying to connect. He's done. He just races all the time. And uh, and there's just few random others that I'm, I'm you know, as I, as I kind of navigate and I'm meeting people I'm like, ah, they'd be good. I got, you know, two on my brain right now that I mentioned earlier. I'm probably going to call them up and try to interview them that nobody knows <laughs> except people around here. So Now's anyway, time to do it. Right. I mean, everybody's home. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> so that's why I, I emailed Anton. I was like, you know, nobody's ever really done like a, like a two and a half hour Anton interview. You know, maybe I could yeah. dig into that a little bit. And you got a message back it. from him or anything? Oh, yeah. He said he said he's going to do it, but he said he couldn't do it last week. He could only do it this week. And then I saw him post on Instagram that his mom died. So I don't want to push him. Uh, okay, okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there's, there's a few people like that that – I mean, like, I'm not particularly interested in them independently. But I think that it would be fun to interview them because I've never heard anybody go deep on them. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'll listen. <laughs> yeah, but I think Anton. Everybody listens, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's he's just a he's a he's a he's an interesting guy. Yeah, he's, he's he's got a lot of you know, and he hadn't even raced in quite a while. So, my dream interview is a guy named Kelly Agnew. Oh man. Okay, let me tell you a story, and then I'm gonna let you. Uh, so when I ran my first hundred mile. Uh, that was down there at uh, it was the Cajun Coyote, but it's where the Lugaru is now. It's the same trail and everything else. And that was in 2013. And the winner of that race was no. Mr. Kelly Kelly Agnew. Uh. And it it was my first hundred. And he was originally running the hundred K. And I saw some sketchy stuff. But I was new to the scene and just kind of like, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to get my first hundred done and, you know, kind of worried about me. And I thought he was in the hundred K and then I found out he was running the hundred. And so, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure I should have got one place higher. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, man. He's the winner too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's nothing out there. Um, I, I, I saw him at a road looking at his phone and holding it up, trying to get a signal and I passed him up and I don't know, he finished before me, but anyway, well, uh, it's, not, it's not because I think he's cool. It's cause I, I want to, I want, I want the story. 
Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. You talk about a story. There's a story there, man. Like I, I, you know, I, it sounds like you know most ultra runners. I mean, you and I, you know, we run a rate. We want to. We want to do it because we want to see what we can do and and push ourselves. And you know, I can't imagine. Anyway, there's something there. I don't know what causes somebody to to do stuff like that over and over again. But I'd I'd like to. Yeah. Boy, that would be that one, happen? huh? It didn't, it didn't happen overnight, you know? Like, right. He didn't wake up one morning and say, I want to be a cheater. Yeah, yeah, it's some kind of slippery slope, it, you know? Yeah, like you wonder when the first time, like, I'm going to cut this, ah, I just cut this right here, you know? And yeah, and then kind of went on from there. Huh. Do you know What's what, your theory, uh, man? <laughs> What's your theory? I don't I don't have a theory. I, I you don't really have a theory? Know. I mean, I've met him yeah. before. I thought he was an all right guy. I've you know, yeah, hung same. out with him a couple of times. And I, it, just, yeah. it, it blew my mind that, that it yeah. happened, you know? I think a um, lot of people, because he was he was friends with, you know, um, a lot of race directors and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I remember before it happened, I was at a camp with Jamil Khoury. And he and I stayed up one night. We stayed up till like 3 o'clock in the morning talking. And he mentioned that he knew there was a cheater and he was going to catch him. And he knew he, he didn't know how the guy's doing it, but he knew how he was going to catch him. And then oh. he ended up getting caught. It was like less than a year later. Do, do you know what slack is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's slack is, um, isn't that a, I don't know, remote uh, video stuff or whatever? It's like a chat. Yeah. It's like a business chat that people use and like offices, mm-hmm. I guess. They started one for the 10 junk miles. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> nice. <laughs> so now there's 104 people on like 10 different channels with like 800 messages that I missed while I've been just, it's just a continuous chat of fans of the show with each other. <laughs> it's just no. fascinating to me. That's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. They're all like holding up pictures of beers to each other for some reason. <laughs> so yeah that my my best advice is no matter how much if you listen to those meet the nation so now i have the group the gang shows that the, that's the group i have the long run that's the one-on-one and then meet the nation that's this thing i'm doing right now where i just do 20 minute short take yeah no matter how interested you become don't join that 10 junk miles nation uh and if you do get out right away because it's <laughs> it's just bad it's bad news it's you. bad. <laughs> well, it's funny because I was looking over your your all your podcasts and and um like I start you know I started with just the podcast about an hour long interviewing people and and I started a short midweek motivation thing where I just kind of I don't know share what's on my brain in the middle of the week. Um, so it sounds like you kind of do that too. Like, hey, I'm gonna throw out these, you know. <laughs> well, what you know? I try to do is one show a week. Like that's. Yeah. That that's been the standard. These so these mini ones, I'm just going to do one a day until um, yeah. the quarantine's over. And what I do is I'll just set them up like um, like tomorrow I have one at twelve, one at twelve thirty, one at one, and then I won't do them for three or four more days. Yeah. Um. So th- those are just like bonus. It, I mean, it's a lot of work because then I got to make a graphic and I got to put it up and I got to you know yeah yeah you know, do all that stuff every day. But um hopefully this thing ends and then I go back to just one podcast a week because, Oh my God, it's, it's <laughs> like the other day I, I had to upgrade. Um, do you use Libsyn? Uh, no, no, I'm using uh SoundCloud. Yeah. So my Libsyn, my Libsyn account, I had to like double my capacity of the files that I upload. Cause I'm, I'm uploading like, you know, a terabyte of information this month, just, you know, it's like over and over again. I'm, yeah. Every I'm day. Sure. 
yeah, I'm sure these other the other podcasters, like some of them that you know, like Eric Schranz and them, they're they kind of follow what I do, but they don't listen to the show and they're just like, Oh my god, what is Comer doing? You know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not bad enough he's putting up the five hour podcast. Now he's doing like one a day. I mean, come on. <laughs> <sighs> but what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's no, different it's... for us because we don't have to we don't have to make a living, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We can I come mean up that, with that's these stupid that... ideas. Yeah, I mean, I, so this for me, this is this is fun. I enjoy it. Sure, it's work some time or whatever, but but I I just I enjoy it. It's it's a good time, and yeah, people when you hear people are listening, man, it's it's uh it's cool. It's it's you know when they hear that they got something out of it or they were inspired by something, it's awesome. So then right when on. you go places like races, and then you they don't recognize you, but then when you start to talk, do they hear your voice and they go, Oh my God, you're that guy. I'm not there yet, man. Yes, <laughs> not not yet. <laughs> No, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yep, not there yet. We'll see That's what happens. It's creepy. Yeah, that that has to be. You, you got a pretty well. I guess I I I, I don't know. I probably have a pretty distinct voice too, uh, with the uh, little Cajun stuff mixed in. I don't know, but you you got a distinct voice. So yeah. What was funny was we when we we did our first like two months of shows, and then uh, this girl that was on the show in the beginning, her name was Cat, and. Um, we were at the Indiana 100 at the start line and, and this person came up and said something, no, you're from the show. And they walked away. And then she, she looked at me and she said, Oh my God, that's so weird that they know who I am. And as a side note, we were talking prior to the show, we were talking on the show about, we're going to go do the Indiana 100. What are we worried about? And she said, she was worried she was going to get her period. She said that on the show. <laughs> and so, so she like, looks at me and she's like, I can't believe people know who I am on the, sh- this is weird that people know me. And I said, you think that's weird. Yeah. Wait till somebody comes up and asks you whether or not you got your period. <laughs> and she's looking at me in horror and like, like, like oh my, people are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do this and people listen. <laughs> and it's there forever. God. That's hilarious. That that's the danger with doing a. Uh, and and do you you don't you probably don't edit that much when you do you you guys are all hanging out talking and all that, right? Anything. I mean, the, you don't the, edit. Pizza, <laughs> the pizza guy calls. I let that go onto the show. I don't care. It's just like, whatever. So there's zero editing. That's funny. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I try I try to get to where I do. I mean, I do a little bit here and there if, if there's something crazy happens. But for the most part, uh, you know, I try not to. But well, for we'll example, I, I ran the recording during this just out of habit because I'm putting it through the machine anyway. And I thought, what if something yeah. happens to your file? I got the file yeah. for you. But um, like if I if I was producing this show, I would leave in the whole space where I'm like talking to myself about the fact that you're gone. Like, <laughs> where'd he go? You know, and I'm like, I'm calling, but maybe he's not there. I don't know. You know, I'm just talking <laughs> to myself. I would leave all that in. Nice. <laughs> that's kind of funny because part of me, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta cut that out." That's good. That's, <laughs> I don't, no. you know, just different, different. Uh... <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have like three years of like producers that think it's funny to put in stupid stuff you say. So then yeah, you're just yeah. like, "Well, it can't be worse than you know the time I was singing or whatever." You know. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, Scotty, I, I know you got, I know you got other stuff going on, man. I don't want to, um, don't want to keep you from, from all your. Did we cover what you were going to talk about? Did you? Yeah, man. Did yeah, I just, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of get to know you. I mean, that's it. You know, just, just wanted to talk to you, get to know you, kind of hear a little bit about more about you, and yeah, 
I mean, we can, <laughs> if you, you know, just, just wanted to hear who you were, man. That's about it. You know? Well, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, I've listened to, yeah, I've to some of the podcasts and, uh, I'll be listening, I'll, you know, continue listening and, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm still learning. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to navigate and figure out what, what, uh, you know, somebody told me when you start a podcast, you, it takes a while for the, you know you to come out, and I think I'm kind of just getting there with a lot of it. You know, just 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 being me and you know talking to folks, talking to people. You know, and I, I'm really really enjoying getting to know people. You know, and laughing, and it's it's good, man. It's 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 good. It's it's fun. So a uh, lot of people ask me like you know that want to get into it, and there's been podcasts. That's the other like weird impact thing where you see a podcast and they say you know scott you helped me and now we're a podcast you know and you're like whoa you know like cultural you know they they basically just ripped off our format and did their own show, you know <laughs> and, and and i helped them do it you know i mean i don't i don't, I don't care there's people don't listen to you know only one podcast they listen to as much right. as they want they can yeah. but um so anyway when, when people come to me and ask me like what what would you what what are your tips or what would you do i say be authentic, number one, yeah. which which you're working on, right? I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, be consistent because people yeah. really like it when it comes out the day that they think it's coming. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and interact with people, you know, like when people send me emails, when people come up to me on the trail, when people see me at a race, when people send me a Facebook, I mean, I get Facebook messages, Instagram messages, Twitter messages all day about stuff that you would not even, like my wife is just like, why are these people, you know, what kind of shoes should I wear? And what do you think of this? You know, it's like, it's like, I'm like your Wikipedia, you know, but you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice that people care and it's nice that yeah. people want to talk to you. And I would yeah. say, if you see me somewhere, come talk to me. You want to take a picture? Oh, let's take a video. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll like, give me your phone number. I'll call. I mean, we saw some people, we were, I've told the story on the show, but it, it's funny because it involves Camille and, and I'll let you go after this. Cause I don't want, you know, this is, I looked at your podcast. You've never done an hour and 44 minutes with anybody. <laughs> like, if, Which, if Sally McRae gets an hour, I don't know why Coomer's 144. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I just told her that, I, and look, an hour of your time, and she had stuff to do. So, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was um, I was in South Africa with my wife uh, at the Comrades. We were spectating only because I was injured. And we were at this elevator in the hotel. And my wife saw this, this couple, like, standing near us and staring at us and they had this look and she, she knows it's the look of someone that knows who you are, but doesn't want to talk to you. Um, yeah. Not like you're famous or anything, but just, they just want to talk to you. And they're like, they listen to your show. And I mean, think about this. Someone listens to all your shows. That's like what, like um, maybe 60 hours of their life. They spent listening to you talk about your life. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a long time for yeah. me. That's five years times two, three hours a, a week. I mean, that's like a thousand hours of their life has been. So yeah, I'll go talk to them. And so I just went up and introduced myself and they were from Australia and they were fans mm-hmm. of the, and this is another one of those moments, right? So now I'm in Africa and there's people from Australia that yeah. know me at the elevator, you know, like what the hell is that? You know? Yeah. And, um, and so they're talking to me and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm tired. I'm going up to my room. And I'm like, but you know what? Let's go to dinner tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Let's go to dinner. You know? And they're like, Oh, Oh yeah, sure. You know, like, like they thought it was strange that I would go to dinner with. So then, like, let's go to dinner. They, we get a reservation for four, and then I run into Camille, 
during that day on the street and I said, hey, I'm going to dinner with these people, uh, but I'm going to be at this restaurant. Why, why don't you and Connor come and meet us there? And she's like, uh, maybe, well, we don't know, whatever. So I told the people that there was a chance that Camille, like, and then, and then, so now there's a chance that the, like, the most famous comrades American is coming to dinner, maybe. Yeah. You know, she might just show up, like a former champ. <laughs> world record holder she might stop by maybe i don't know yeah yeah and these guys had just run the combat so they're huge fans of camille the comrades run you know and then we're sitting there eating pizza at this hotel and then pff, here comes connor and camille you know a little bit, <laughs> a little bit drunk but whatever and the people were just like whoa like they could like it was like un- unreal that like they joined us and they're just like sitting there like this is weird you know <laughs> it was weird that the, the the creepy podcast guy wanted to go to dinner with us now we got a famous <laughs> runner, you know, and so we're in and we're eating and we're drinking and we're having fun. And then I swear to you, the, the most craziest fact that Bruce Fordyce, 10 times comrades champ, most famous runner yeah. in all of South Africa, like one of the greatest runners that ever lived, drunk <laughs> as a skunk, comes rolling in and everybody's screaming. Now it's now it's Camille and Bruce Fordyce. And the podcast guy, and we're all taking <laughs> pictures and hanging out, and it's just like, how did this yeah. happen? You know, yeah. it's one of those. How did we? <laughs> yeah, and then, you know what? If, if if I don't say let's go to dinner to them, and I don't say to Camille, why don't you come? You know, yeah. And if Bruce doesn't do what he does and get a little hammered on Comrades Weekend, but <laughs> these people, they they get this like experience, it just falls in their lap, you know. That's cool. Just bringing people together, man. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy night. So I've had, <laughs> I've had two. There's three Americans that have won comrades. Camille Heron slept in my guest room, went running with my dog, knows me. Anne Tracy slept yeah. in the guest room, went running with me and my dog. I crewed her for a race here. <laughs> and then Alberto Salazar. Just got to get him. So Alberto, if you're listening, we need you. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That would be all. That would be really cool. Get. <laughs> I bet he's got like a Kelly Agnew-esque type story, right? I don't know. Yeah, man. <laughs> Could be interesting. Could be very interesting. <laughs> all right, enough stories for me. I'm gonna let you go. It's well, yeah. They, if there's anything I can do for you ever, if I can promote something, if I can help you with something, you know, when this comes out let me know so i can share it everywhere so people will come listen to it and then all my listeners will be like i already know all those stories yeah (laughs) well i i appreciate it scott thank you so much man and uh look i look forward to meeting you in person i'm sure we'll come into contact somewhere man all right you're you're pushing me into the lou guru so Okay, I tell you what, if if you go, I would do everything I can to. to well, I, I want, I need to, I want to go anyway, just to hang out with them, and uh, I'll, I'll make it a point to get my behind down there. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Take care, brother. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye bye. Well, there you have it, folks. The good interview with Scott Coomer. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you hope you listened while you were running. I really do. Um. So. Uh, I just want to let you know that, you know, he sent a text to Camille Heron while we were doing that interview, and uh, I also got an interview with her that'll be coming out next week. How about that? Thank you, Scotty. Appreciate it, man. And uh, 
I want you to, if you haven't listened to the Chin Junk Miles podcast, subscribe to it, go to it. There's a link in uh, the show notes on the webpage for www.runtheriot.run. Check it out. Um, love the laid back uh, conversations and just goofiness and gooberness with his podcast. It's fun. And so, uh, so check that out when you get some time. Hope you're doing well. Keep your head up. Hope you're getting some miles in. And man, I am looking, I don't know about you, I'm looking forward to running races again. And let's hope that we can get healthy as a nation, as a world, to where we can, we can get at it again together. Uh, but until then, uh, I'm glad you're listening. Uh, man, shoot it, shoot, shoot me a message. You know, let's give each other shout outs on social media and, uh, just take care, guys. Hope you're doing well. Bye bye. <laughs>